Welcome. Episode six of a community that is fit podcast. Yep. We've changed the name. Formerly Coffee with the Coaches. Formerly Coffee with the Coaches. We stopped drinking coffee. It's way too late at it's night to drink coffee. Seven when we record, so. Yeah, not going to work. No. We changed it. Yep. A community that is fit podcast yep. is what it will be called from here on out. What are we doing today? Today we're going to talk about athletic development. Athletic development. Strength and conditioning for athletic development. Hmm. For what sort of athletes and sports? All. All athletes. Yes. All athletes. Yeah. Kind of specifically our high school athletes? Sure. Okay. Sure. For athletic development. Yep. We can look at them, but what we're going to do with our athletes is something a high school athlete could use, a middle school athlete, a collegiate level athlete. Mm. It's not going to change. Okay. So what's the difference between CrossFit and athletic development or strength and conditioning? Yes. CrossFit, we want to be good at everything, mm-hmm. right? When we are performing CrossFit, I need you to be able to run, to jump, to hinge, to push, to pull, to be able to run a 5K, but also come in and do a one rep max back squat or push press. I want you to lift as much as you can, run as far as you can, jump as high as you can. I need you to do all of those things. General physical preparedness. Yep. For athletic development, the needs of the athlete are, we know what we need to do, right? We know what our athletes need to do so we can begin to train energy systems. Yep. Three energy systems, phosphagen, glycolytic, and aerobic. That phosphagen is the shortest one. That's somewhere, we'll call it, you know, between one and 10 to 12 seconds. Okay. Glycolytic would be 12 seconds to 90 seconds of effort. And then aerobic would be anything over 90 seconds. Okay. Most athletes are training their aerobic system when their sport requires them to use that phosphagen or glycolytic system. Mm-hmm. Think about a football game, may go three hours. Yep. A basketball game may go an hour and a half, two hours. A volleyball match may go 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Those seem like entirely different ends of the spectrum, right? As far as like time domains, mm-hmm. you got anywhere from 20 minutes all the way to three hours. Mm-hmm. But in reality, these athletes are using the same energy systems because how long does the average volley last? Six to nine seconds? Mm-hmm. How long is the average football play? About the same. Mm-hmm. How long is the average you know, scoring drive on a, uh, a basketball game? About the same. Even though these athletes are in movement the entire time, if you're a basketball player, you're jogging down the court, you're standing on the other end, you're working side to side, you're basically recovering with large bursts of energy expenditure. Mm -hmm. So you are using that phosphagen and glycolytic system primarily, and then you're going and running suicides. Yeah. Why? Yeah. It, it doesn't do, what good does it do for a football player to run a mile? Nothing. If if we're, if we're looking at football as a sport specifically, Mm -hmm. the test of a mile, right, is not going to interpret any way to you being a better football player. It is a measure of fitness, sure, but it is, is it a measure of being a football player? Mm-hmm. No, that's why football doesn't test the mile. But for some reason, football players still go out and they'll run a mile or they'll run 400 repeats or 800s, right? Why? Which is what becomes we're doing the different. question. We're doing it different. Right. Instead yeah. of going out and running a 400, mm-hmm. here's what we're going to do. We're going to run 10, 40 repeats with you know 20 to 30 seconds of rest in between the average football play you're going to sprint that 40 yards you're going to get to recover as you jog back stand in the huddle Mm -hmm. wait for the play to come in jog up to the line get set go boom you've just 
recovered for 30 to 40 seconds. Yeah. And what about what about the uh, what about the planes of movement that we're going to focus on? Yeah, three planes, right? There's that frontal plane, the transverse plane, the sagittal plane, mm -hmm. right? Most of the time, our athletes are training in that frontal plane. They're doing forward and backward stuff, right? We're pushing, we're running, um, we're pushing even this way, we're squatting. All of our stuff lies in kind of this plane of movement as far as training. Yep. When we're on the field or the court, how often am I just going this way? Not very often. A small percentage of the time. Unless you're chasing somebody. Right? <laughs> a lot of the time you are in a squat position, right? And then having to move side to side in some sort of squatted or athletic position. Mm -hmm. A lot of time you are having to go backwards at a diagonal or forward at a diagonal. We need to be able to cut and move very quickly from side to side. That's what we're going to do different. We are going to train the different planes of movement. We're going to do rotational work because our athletes need, need it, right? If you're swinging a baseball bat, how valuable is doing like that five-way med ball plyo circuit? Very. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We're spending reps now training that rotation, your ability to generate hip or power from core to extremity. Yep. That's so, essentially what we're doing here. What's our, what's our typical week of strength and conditioning look like? Yeah, so we got four days. Yep. We got Monday, give them Tuesday off, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off, right? Okay. Monday, we're gonna maybe do some sort of a squatting movement, and then we'll focus on some single arm, single leg stuff. You know, Tuesday would be something like a hinging pattern, like a deadlift, um, and then we'll focus on some balance and agility stuff. Thursday would be something more like one of the Olympic lifts, you know, an explosive dynamic movement, mm -hmm. um, followed by maybe some odd object training, right? Friday is going to be speed and agility. Mm -hmm. Where at? The track. The track? Yep, Coldwater High School track. track. Really easy. We're going to run one session on Friday. Mm -hmm. So you basically get the whole day off. Show up at 8. We're going to go till 9. Be done. And you're done. Yeah. And we're here for strength and conditioning with our equipment. Yep the rest of the week and then we're at the high school track on Fridays. Yep. Yeah. So let's uh, let's talk about why. Why are we doing strength and conditioning as opposed to just having them come in and do CrossFit with us? For all the reasons we talked about earlier, right? That we know what these athletes need. We are our job is to develop athletes. Mm -hmm. I need my general like my gen, gen pop, the general CrossFit athlete to be ready for the zombie apocalypse, right? They yep. need to be able to run as far as possible. They need to be able to lift as much as possible. When we're doing strength and conditioning, we're developing athleticism. We're looking at things like flexibility, speed, agility, your ability to repeat those and reproduce that speed, that power, right? Explosiveness, that's athleticism. That's what we're focused on with, with athletes, with our student athletes or athletes in general. So our focus with our coaches and the, the athletes that come in, what's the difference, what's the advantage to a student coming in here and doing strength and conditioning with us as opposed to having their coach do it? One, our years of experience. Mm -hmm. This will be our fourth year as a facility mm -hmm. uh, running strength and conditioning for Coldwater High School. On top of that, the coaching experience in human movement that we have. Our coaching staff has accumulated over 15 years of coaching experience just in watching how people move. Mm -hmm. If I were to give you a, you know, you're looking for a basketball coach, you need, you know, a team that has coached for over 15 years, you're gonna be like, oh, hell yeah, give me those guys. We're gonna rock and roll with this. Oh, and they've done it with very successful teams. 
Awesome, let's do that. You're gonna be all over that. Now you get that for strength and conditioning. All of this stuff, what would you do if you were a coach and you could now give up one hour of your day and you don't have to condition your athletes or strengthen them? What can you do to move the needle for your sport if you gain five hours a week? You could coach a lot more. Yeah, you can focus on what you're passionate about. As opposed to not only working five hours a week in the gym, but you have to figure out what they're going to do. Yep. You have to figure out if you can get into the gym at sure. that time. And we just do it all for them. So you're putting in what looks like on paper five hours of strength and conditioning work, when in reality, it's probably double that. It's 10. You're programming. You're figuring out what they got to do. Yep. You got to schedule. You got to book all that stuff. Why wouldn't you outsource it? Especially when for you as a coach at Coldwater High School, it's free, mm -hmm. right? It's free for the next three years. Yeah. It's free all year. Yep. Just because just because you're in football season and it's starting in June, football season starts in August. Yeah. Well, they have all that time for strength and conditioning. It's proved that it's helped over the last three years. Sure. Volleyball. Yeah. What happens if you don't play a fall sport and you don't start till the winter? What if you only wrestle? You have six months now to mm -hmm. develop your athleticism mm -hmm. as an athlete for free. For free. To come in here and just for free. And become an awesome athlete. Mm -hmm. To be ready before the season starts as opposed to just showing up twice a week for two weeks before. Yeah. And not getting the benefit. And getting and like finding your athleticism halfway through the season. That was something I did when I played high school sports, right? Mm -hmm. I was a wildly mediocre wrestler. So my senior season, I came in deconditioned, and you know what? I hit my stride halfway through the season, and then I took, the, I, like, I pulled off the pedal, I took it easy, and I started to suck again. I needed to find my conditioning again. If I would have just put in the time on the front end, I could have been a much better athlete. Other things that it helps with, injury prevention. Yep. Injury prevention. What parts of injury prevention will this specifically help by getting ourselves ready before the season starts? We're improving flexibility, range of motion, the ability to move external loads, to move side to side. If you develop that brain-body connection and that awareness in a controlled space and you're thinking about your reps, you are going to be able to replicate that on the field without having to think about it. And you don't have to like slow down and go, oh, what does my knee do when I pivot again? No, you're going to have put in those reps ahead of time. And now when you go to make that cut, you don't have to worry about your ACL, your MCL, your meniscus, any of that stuff, because we've trained it in here, right? Your body knows what it needs to do already. Yep. There is some crazy statistic about female athletes, especially being six times more likely to blow out an ACL mm -hmm. as male athletes. An even scarier statistic than that is the, what is the greatest precursor for injury. What is it? What is it? It's previous injury, mm -hmm. right? If you have injured your ACL, you are 15 times more likely to injure it again. Mm -hmm. So you want to be ready for it. Why wouldn't you put in a couple hours a day, yeah. right? Over the summer when you might be working a job, you might be hanging out, going to the lake mm -hmm. to have a longer career as an athlete or a happier, healthier life, right? Because that, could, that can be one thing that ends your career, is Absolutely. your injury, as opposed to bad grades. Yeah. Dude, if you're a senior and you blow out your ACL the second game of the season, you may never play that sport again. Mm -hmm. That's just how it goes. Doesn't injury. matter. Injury prevention. Right. Yeah. What about, what about controlled adversity? We talk about that. Yep. 
adversity in life. Same thing that we do for our athletes, right? We're in the gym, we're controlling the adversity. There's no greater mirror for adversity than, than a barbell. Mm -hmm. What are you gonna do with it, right? It's a heavy bar. What are you gonna do once you get under a heavy load? Are you going to tough it out? Are you gonna grind it out? Are you gonna get that rep? Are you gonna cry? Are you gonna throw your shoes? Are you gonna throw a fit? What are you gonna do? Are you gonna throw on, you gonna lay on the ground and like pound your fists in your feet? Maybe. Who knows, right? Maybe. But if I can put you in the face of adversity and you can find out that you can overcome that in a controlled environment, dude, when you get hit with that stuff in life, you are gonna be much better prepared to be able to overcome that adversity. And for a young person, that is critical stuff. We're talking life skills now. We're not just talking like moving some weight around and getting a good workout. Getting kind of fit, getting ready for the season. These are things that they're going to face in life. Right. What happens now, dude, you get fired from that job when you become an adult. You don't get that grade that you thought that you should have. Now you have built mechanisms to deal with adversity and overcome these terrible things that are going to happen to you along the way. It's no cakewalk. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do about it? Who are you going to be? That's our big question I love to ask is who are you going to be? When that workout's really hard, it's been 10 minutes, you got another two minutes to go, who are you going to be right now? we've seen it over and over again yep the kids that are in here and they use it yeah they're stronger they're faster they're mentally better yep so with young people and being this this mental this cognitive ability yep and this adversity that comes up what it's simple athletes involved in strength and conditioning um in some aspect are proven to have better grades better cognitive function better academic performance mm -hmm. it's just how it is because they're there's, not sitting around. There's a bunch of factors that go into that. The social setting, right? Now you've built these social mechanisms to deal with a group of people. It's awkward to be in here as a young person and to be lifting a weight around other people. Mm -hmm. It can be, but you very quickly realize that nobody gives a shit about what you're doing because they're also worried about themselves. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is probably a lot like life, huh? Yeah. Because I remember when I was that age, I never lifted weights. No. Because I never wanted to do it around people. Sure. But get in here and you grow. Yep. So, so and you have somebody to teach you. It's yeah. not just like, hey, let's go get a membership down the road and go in and use the equipment. And, hey, figure out how to squat on a, on a Smith machine all by yourself. Okay. What's different? So one big thing that we're going to do different this year from last year's, from previous years, that is going to be huge for our student athletes, especially this fall, is we're going to have two coaches on hand. Yep. Because we have 30, 40 kids in here. Mm -hmm. Two coaches coaching them on. It's kind of a no-brainer yeah yeah and it's for their advantage yep. not for ours right so it, there's no reason why they wouldn't take advantage of this and that's what we're here for that's what we're here for our community we're here for our schools to do this so Monday Wednesday Thursday and Fridays at the track yep here and at the track yep we are what times we're going to start, our first session starts at 7.30. Our last session gets done at 9. So check out the schedule at crossfitcoldwater.com backslash schedule. If you got any questions, shoot me a call, text, or email. 7.30 a.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. Yep. Dedicated all year, all especially through the fall. Yep. For our fall programs for all our athletes. We're crushing it. Once we get into the fall, we'll talk about in-school schedule. Yep. Right? But right now, for the summer, 7.30 a.m. to 9 p.m., you have a block of time that you can come in. Most of our sessions will be an hour. Some might be 90 minutes. Uh, the earliest session and the latest session will be a little bit longer because we'll get to do a little bit more stuff. Starts in June? Yeah, it starts. June, right after school gets out. June it starts 4th? a week from Monday. A week from Monday. Okay. Uh, that first Monday that school is out, Fourth. we start. Yep. Yeah. 
So get in here, get ready for your sports. Yeah. If you are a basketball player and you don't play till the winter. I've got six months to make you an awesome athlete. Can you imagine what it would be like if we had those teams in here? No. Get in here. Yeah. Wrestlers. They wouldn't have, They wouldn't lose their first round of regionals, I'll tell you that. <laughs> they will be ready, won't yep. they? Wrestlers yeah. are going to continue to be on an awesome season. They've been working with us for a bunch of years. Football, volleyball. I'm excited for the teams that I get to work with now yeah. that we get to expand to. We're going to go into the diving team. I want to get in with the competitive cheer team. I want to get in with the basketball teams, Everybody. with the baseball team. I want to service all of the athletes, and I want to develop machines. So we can do. do it. Just come in. That's what we do. Yep. That's that simple. Yeah. I'm Don. Cody. See you next time.